Yeah, no, it's so lovely to meet you. And I, like I've mentioned, I follow your content um, all the time. And I, I love what you post. I love what you say about many things. And just, yeah, your energy. You do appear to be practicing what you preach. And you, you appear very authentic, very real, which I think, especially in the day of, you know, social media can be a hard thing to find. Do you find that? Do you, do you find that it's hard to maintain that with social media? I do. Yes, I do. And first of all, thank you for saying all of that. I really, I receive that. You know, I, I, I'm a little bit older than I look, <laughs> I like to say proudly. Um, no, but I'm, I'm 41 and I joined social media when I was like 26, you know? And so I've been in the world of this space since basically it's inception and have really been a part of it from a professional perspective. Like I've been in social media, marketing, digital content since I was 26. I got into social when I started my first business, which was an online magazine. So I've watched it change. I've watched it explode. And I've watched it obviously evolve with every new app and algorithm, al algorithmic change. And I think at the end of the day, what worked, you know, 15 years ago still works today, which is really about authenticity, relationship, connection, you know, being a real person and just using it as a platform to meet and connect with more people. And I think we've kind of gotten lost in the, the noise and it's, you know, it can be a, a heavy polarizing, you know, place where I don't know about you. Sometimes I open up my app on Instagram. I'm like, this is just all garbage. You know, what happened to my feed? But if you are one of those people that really stays consistent and is true to themselves. And at the end of the day is showing up in service of their followers. It's in not making it about you or anything dark and toxic. Like you are showing up in the light to pour into your community, no matter how big or small it is. Every time you get on, you will pierce through that noise and you will connect and resonate. And hence you reaching out to me and having me on your podcast, you know, and then real relationships start. Now we're going to know each other because we're going to sit down and chat for, you know, 40 minutes. Like that's the power of social media. And I think we lose sight of that because we get so caught up in like FOMO and comparisonitis and vanity metrics. And none of that really matters. Like I go through waves of that, of course, where I feel those things, I'm a human being, but at the end of the day, it's not what drives me. And I think, you know, there's no better feeling actually than expressing yourself and using it as a tool to connect with other amazing people in the world. That's what life's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I've been really conflicted about social media when I first, or I, I was very conflicted about it when I first started. And I do primarily like lighthearted comedy lifestyle content. And now I do, um, you know, podcasting as well. But I was very conflicted because there was like, there's this like dark side of social media that is very evident and it's affecting a lot of people. But then there's also this bright side, which is everything that you just mentioned, right? You can use it to provide value, to entertain, to make connections, to service the world. How do you go from, you know, because inevitably you have your ego show up when you first you know, start on social media and you decide, cause it's, it's a way to express yourself to an audience. Exactly. Like what you said, it's like your stage almost. Yeah. How do you get past that and, and approach it from a lens of service? How do you find that? I guess that light that is, that speaks service as opposed to, Oh, I'm just going to do it about myself. It's a beautiful question. And that's a big answer. I think at the end of the day, it's, 
you know, I'm going to speak from a biased perspective, but uh, you know what I would call an ex- an expertise that I've acquired over the last decade around personal branding. You know, I run an agency called Simply Be Agency. It's a top-ranked personal branding firm. I wrote a number one best-selling book on personal branding. And so to answer your beautiful question, Christina, like where where you find that light, you have to go within. You have to spend some time really reflecting, putting up a, a mirror to yourself, looking at all of the things that have broken you, frankly, and have taught you and have transformed you, not just the the fun, good, lighthearted things in your life, but I think that it's really the the shadow and the dark and the heartbreak and the failures that make us who we really are, that give us so much to inspire other people with. And so really doing that self-study and um, I'm biased in the sense, like you got to know your personal brand. You have to know that authentic, deep message, that clear, consistent message that is your brand identity. If you can, that's step one, before you ever post a piece of content on social media, ever, you have to understand what do you, who are you? What do you really have to say? What makes you different? And, you know, when it comes to finding that light, I I would really ask yourself, like, what really moves your soul? Like, what's the fire in your belly? And, And then ask yourself why and why and why, you know, like someone's like, I was actually at a, a conference a couple months ago and I was like telling this guy about what I do. I said, I just want to inspire people to be authentic. That's what I want to do. Why? Because I was, you know, born to do it. And, and it's my, you know, it's, it's something I'm passionate about. He's like, no, why? And he kept asking me why. And then I realized why he was asking me why. And I was, I was like, oh, it's because there was such a long period of my life where I didn't feel authentic where I was being actually super inauthentic and I suffered for years with financial scarcity and depression and toxic relationships and autoimmune diseases and all of these things that took over my life because I was out of alignment with my true self. And that's why I I teach authenticity so that I can help and serve other people through whatever it is that they're going through with the power of knowing who they really are, right? Because I was on that journey. And so it's really a matter of looking at our dark to find our light and then taking radical responsibility for changing ourselves first and doing our own work and then coming on the internet to share from that place of service and value and wisdom. And that is uh, a long-winded answer to your very, very, very good question. And I'm actually getting goosebumps because it's so much deeper. Like, I feel like the personal branding is just like the surface of what you do. You just dug so much deeper into so many layers that I feel like I'm going to have to have you back on to this podcast because otherwise we're going to keep talking and talking. That's amazing. So at what point in your life did you realize that you need to face the darkness and that is going to be beneficial to you instead of avoiding it or, you know, drinking it away or just Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form numbing it. Yeah. Um, I can point to a very specific moment that changed my life. I mean, there was a series of moments that led to it, but, um, I was 33 years old. I was uh, $75,000 in credit card debt. I was running a business with a business partner. I didn't talk to. We, we had a very toxic relationship. I was um, drinking six nights a week. I was sick with an autoimmune trigger for basically two years. 
And I ended up having to have surgery to help me heal that autoimmune trigger. And I was really obsessed with my weight and my body and dieting and working out. And my doctor told me in the recovery of that surgery that I shouldn't work out because, you know, I was healing from freaking surgery. And I decided to ignore him because I was so um, bullheaded that like I could, I could, my body could handle it. And I wanted to get back to my life. And I went to the gym and I worked out and I came home and I like, my whole body was on fire. Like I, I inflamed myself even more and I had a full on nervous breakdown, like full on because I hadn't, um, just everything that was going wrong in my life that I had kind of ignored or pushed under the rug. Like I couldn't ignore anymore and it caught up with me. And I was so uncomfortable sitting still with myself during the healing of that surgery that I couldn't even ignore my I had to ignore my doctor's advice to not go to the gym. And so one morning I just, I took a walk to get out of the house to get some fresh air. And I went to a park and I broke down full on emotional breakdown, sobbing, crying. And I, I have this little tattoo on my wrist that says simply be, and it had been there since I was, you know, 24. And I was at this point, 33, broke, sick, miserable, anxious, depressed, and didn't, didn't know, didn't have the language to even articulate that the problem was I was completely out of alignment with my true self. I was playing a character. I was being driven by ego. I was operating from fear. And I had to really reckon with that. And, and my, the voice of my higher self came through in the middle of that breakdown. And I'm a very spiritual person, as you know, if you follow me. And that was really the, a turning point in my life. That was a rock bottom, really. And, and it was, it was right around the same time that I had to like ask my parents at 33, you know, for $200 to pay my phone bill for me because I couldn't afford it. Like it was a horrible time in my life, but it, it broke me open. You know, it was a rock bottom and you have nowhere to go but up once you hit the bottom. And, and that's really when I started to turn my life around and I started to take radical, radical responsibility, which is like truly the, the, uh, the unlock, the secret like key to personal development and growth, in my opinion, is when we are willing to take radical accountability for our own side of the shitstorm we've created. And we stop blaming everyone around us and say to ourselves, this is all my fault, technically, and like owning that and then changing your behaviors, relationships, beliefs, choices from there. And that's really what inspired me to, to completely turn my life around. I ended up walking away from that company. I paid off my debt. I stopped drinking completely. I started meditating, got super into spirituality. I hired a life coach, started doing plant medicine, like went deep, deep, deep on this journey. And, uh, you know, have, have really, my, my career has since expanded as I've expanded. And I believe that our businesses only will grow to the extent of which we are willing to grow as people. And so that's, that was the moment if I were to pinpoint like that day when I, the day after I went to the gym, I could barely walk. I was so angry at life. And I walked out of my house, went to a park, had a full on nervous breakdown, looked at this tattoo, heard the sign of my higher voice saying, you are not simply being, you need to change everything. You need to walk away from this thing you thought was you and start, start from basically the beginning and take ownership. And that was that. I'm just going to do like a, you know, a little 
pause to advise our listeners that I have just a strong feeling that everything that Jessica is going to say in this podcast is going to probably make you tear up, like for sure, because everything that you've said so far is like, oh, it's just, you said something that I know is going to stir up a lot um, of of emotions and feelings in a lot of the list, a lot of our listeners, which is taking responsibility for the shit storm that we have created in our life. Yes. Because every shit storm is created by us. Every shit storm is co-created by us. It is a co-creation. So thank you for that clarification. You know, you're in constant co-creation with the universe and we, everything is expressing itself as the universe. It's our partners, it's our clients, it's our community, it's our, it's our bodies, it's our cities, it's our environments. And but we are you know, responsible for it. And we are I mean, I agree with you actually. It's full responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. It's like that um, expression, you point one finger at someone, it's your fault. And you have three fingers pointing back at yourself. Like try it, you know, to those listening, like point your finger and you'll see there are three fingers pointing back at you while you point one at the other. And it's just a metaphor for understanding that there, there is no, you know, right. Or we don't live in like, we think we live in a dualistic black and white world, but we really live in a very nuanced world. And so it's neither everyone else's fault completely or your fault completely. It's a co-creation. The only way that you heal Yes, part of the, the game of healing is forgiving or, you know, or acknowledging the humanity, if you will, in the other. But it's the real flex is, is acknowledging your own humanity and learning how to forgive yourself. That's the game. Yeah, I think it's one of the hardest things for people to accept and ask that question. How am I responsible for the situation? What have I contributed with my thoughts, with my actions? Because it is, it's, it's very true, but it's, it's like a slap in your face when you, when you realize that finally, right? You're like, wait a minute, I contributed to my own shitstorm. I, I'm, yeah. I'm responsible for it, right? It's a very hard pill to swallow. And this doesn't necessarily apply to something like tra tragic, you know, like yeah. if your husband dies or you have something horrific happen to you and you're violated, like, I'm not saying any of that, but we do have responsibility in how we co-create from the aftermath of that, right? I think there was a, a story, I, I saw this video of this inspirational speaker telling the story of how two women both had their husbands die of cancer. And one woman, you know, sat in her own grief for the rest of her life and was never really able to move on from it, which, you know, I, I could even somehow see myself doing, right? Like there's yeah. something, how do, you, how do you move past the death of someone you thought you were gonna spend your life with? And then the other woman whose husband died of the exact same cancer, you know, right around the same time, she ended up starting a charity, you know, and dedicated all of her, her grief and sorrow and channeled it into creating uh, a fund and service for other families going through what she went through. And there's not necessarily like better or worse. It's all choice, but you know, and she was able to, from her grief, help so many other people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas the other woman kind of sat in her own experience. And so it's a, it's a definite nuance, but I think when it comes to just the, the trials and tribulations of, of evolving as a human and going through heartbreaks and failures, uh, as, as we all have, you know, really coming to understand 
that you, it's actually incredibly empowering. Like when you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm absolutely responsible for every aspect of my life, including all of my own joy and my own pleasure and my own expansion and manifestation, as well as all of my own sorrow and grief and, and mistakes. Like I'm, it's all up to me. Like, let's go like that. Like how that to me is how I like to live. And when I made that unlock the game, the game changed. And that's actually when I started to experience more alignment, more, more abundance, more love, you know, more of the right aligned elements of my career and my personal life when I was able to take responsibility for myself. Yeah. And it is a lot of responsibility to take on, right? Suddenly it's empowering, but it's also in a way can be frightening because suddenly it's like, wait, I can change my future. I can change my present. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's also, it's also like the biggest secret. Like we're actually in total control of how our lives manifest based on our, our beliefs, our thoughts, our mind. Let's talk about Simply Be, because you've built a whole agency based on your, based on the idea that you've created around personal branding. So let, let's talk about Simply Be, and then I want to dive into a little bit of, of personal branding side of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Simply Be what is my second company. Um, I, my first business was an online magazine that I ran for seven years in my late 20s, early 30s. Cut my teeth on digital marketing, social media, worked with hundreds of brands. We were sort of the original food and fashion blog in the city of Chicago. This was pre-Instagram. So we were sort of the OG influencer platform. We had tons of incredible content and a massive following. And I built this business as you know, the founder of it, but it was really the, the magazine that was the brand. And so when I left that magazine to go off on my own and start my own little, what as it was at the time, a one-woman shop, I, I launched this business, quote unquote, launched it with an email that I sent out to my network. I BCC'd about 100 people, letting them know I was leaving this rather well-known magazine to go off on my own. And within a week, I amassed a whole book of business. Like I got more clients, more revenue, a line out the door, a wait list in a week because I had just simply made this announcement and I was so confused because no one really knew what I was doing for them. I didn't even know what I was doing for them. I just was going to do this thing called consulting. And that's when I had this huge aha around the power of my personal brand and that people had been sort of following me for the last seven years as this success story, building my platform around the magazine that I could do that for them. That was enough information. There was like an unconscious, conscious understanding of my value by the virtue of the fact that I, Jessica, had a reputation in the market. I was like, okay, there's something here and I should really get super clear about this and intentional about this and put a lot of thought and energy into this. And, and it started really working for me. And I, I was like, I have all this know-how working with brands like Nike and BMW and Coca-Cola and skinny girl cocktails and Victoria's secret and Bloomingdale's like the biggest brands in the world were my clients for that magazine. I'm like, why don't I take that know-how of converting authentic audience into customers and apply it to people? And this was also at the dawn of my own spiritual journey when I was really becoming more interested in authenticity and humanity and the truth, right? The truth in people than ever before. So I was like, why don't I combine that as a, as a method, as an approach and call it simply be agency after my tattoo, which was that, you know, download from spirit. It was like, you got to, in order to, 
be reminded every day to live your truth, Jessica, name your business, simply be. So that's really um, how it started. And I'm six years in. I literally just celebrated my six year anniversary this month. And we have 25 full-time employees. Uh, we've served over 400 clients. We have two offices, one in Chicago, one in Nashville. I wrote a number one best-selling book. Um, I trademarked a proprietary methodology that is unlike anything else in the world on how to brand people because people are complicated and we've cracked the code on how to ensure that you show up online crystal clear, but also full of depth in like less than 15 seconds. And, um, yeah, it's been a journey. I've, I would never have assumed six years in I'd have, you know, I'd be a CEO of an agency that, you know, runs multi seven figures in revenue every year and oversees 25 lives. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it has stretched me. It has broken me. It has expanded me. It has been a, an adventure of a lifetime and, um, really proud. I mean, I'm, I've always got more to go. Um, but I'm proud of what we've built and it's very, a very special place. I, if I'm going to say I'm proud of anything, it's my team. It's my culture. You know, that light that you say you see in me, which by the way, thank you. Um, I've infused into my culture here. It's a very loving, very, it's, it's rooted in feminine values. Um, we are a really special group of people and that's my, that's my pride and joy is my team. You should be proud. Just the fact that someone who hasn't actually face-to-face -face worked with anyone in your team at your agency, if I can see through the screen the energy that it has, that's huge. I think that's yeah. huge. So you should definitely be proud. And, you know, you were saying what you, would have, you wouldn't have thought in the beginning that that's where it would be. And I'm just thinking back to the story of, you know, when you got out of that gym and you were hurting and you were at your lowest, could you have ever imagined in that moment that this is where you'd be in life? That that Jessica would become this Jessica? No. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's really like such a huge driver for me whenever I, I share anything or I get on a podcast or I tell my story or write the book or whatever it is. It's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, I'm a, I'm a class, classic case study and like faking it until you make it and like f figuring out as you go and like finding parts of yourself along the way you didn't know you had to empower yourself to show up as a confident, you know, person that can influence the world around him or her and in, in a meaningful way. Like I know I was like so insecure, so dark, so lost, like so, so unhappy was surrounding myself with like the wrong boyfriends, the wrong friends, like chasing checks, so much scarcity, like, Never thought I could manifest what I've manifested. No, but um, you know, my point is, if I can do it, I, I believe anybody can can do it too. How if, if someone is listening to this right now, and you know, let let's say it's a woman, because I feel like this. I mean, I don't exclude men, but but let, let's just, for example, let's pick a a lady in her late twenties, early thirties, and she's like, you know, this sounds great, but I just I can't seem to get past that confidence issue. I just cannot seem to show up because I'm not confident. What would be the first thing that you point her to? I would ask her to, uh, a few things. I would ask her to look around her life and at her closest friends. Um, you are a common denominator of the five people you spend the most time with. 
So if you are feeling, you know, are you being made to feel less than compared comparisonitis? Are you, um, do you not feel healthy or good or aligned to the people in your life currently that are really truly going to be there for you? Not just when you fall and cry, but when you rise, you know, are, are, are you surrounded by friends who like truly clap for you? Like to me, having people around you is, is the secret weapon. There's no one out there that does it alone. You look at some of the biggest names in the game, they have like an entourage of their tight knit circle behind them, boosting them up all the time. Like it's, it's, it's a hack and it works. Like you have to have other people around you that really are on your team and that can be professional or personal and really do an assessment of that. That's one, two, hire, hire a coach, hire somebody that is going to keep you accountable. That is going to hold a mirror up to you. That is going to show you how you can become more responsible for your own greatness as much as your own, you know, areas of improvement. It's worth the money. Like I hired a coach at the beginning of this whole process, like seven, eight, nine years ago, when I was going through a bunch of transitions, I still work with her. And if anything, I paid her all the money I paid her to like hold up a mirror to me and say like, this is who you really are. Give yourself permission to say it out loud. Like that was a core, a core essence of what she, she provided for me. And I still call her on my darkest. The other day I had like this whole story in my head that this thing I posted on Instagram was too much for people and that women were going to hate me. You know, like, and I called her and she helped me, like she talked me down, you know, and she helped me look at it deeper. And so you just need, you need teammates. You need a, you need an army of people who are going to be there for you. I really think that that girl listening should assess who's her tribe, who's her team. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just really like clean up what you consume. Like what, what are you feeding your brain? Are you following a bunch of girls on Instagram that, that make you feel like you're never there? There is no there there, by the way. Um, you know, are you following girls that make you feel insecure? Are you following accounts, businesses, other people, other brands that just are keeping you stuck in your head in a loop of insecurity? Like clean all that out. We have so much control over what we consume. Um, so that's my advice to her and, and journal. Be with yourself. Be with your thoughts. Don't be afraid to sit still and hear yourself, to know yourself. Um, huge practice for me. And has really allowed me to expand my confidence. I've always said, just to play on the first point that you mentioned, that your real friends aren't just the ones that are there for you when you're your lowest, but the yeah. ones that clap the loudest when you're at your highest. Yes. Because if they don't, they're not your real friends. No, no girl, they're not. And people will show their true, true colors when you shine. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. And it's crazy. Some people who you thought would, you know, be super happy for you may not be that happy for you. And it's, you know, a difficult, hard thing to go through, but it's necessary. Otherwise you won't go yeah. up. And it's an important thing to know to not make yourself wrong when they maybe don't show up for you. And it's also really it's a challenge to not make them wrong. You know, it's it's a projection. And projections are projections are they're not they're coming at you. They're not yours. Um, therefore, they're not real. And they're not rooted in anything you have any control over anyway. So that's a huge practice that I've, I've walked um, as I've, you know, expanded and have tried to care less and less of what people think of me, you know? Yeah, it's key for sure. Yeah. I love how everything that you have mentioned regarding your business or any, you know, path that you've walked down it's always tied into spirituality. 
and actually business is the biggest one. The fact that even your business is sort of like a spiritual extension of yourself. It's, it's, I love that. I really love that. Do you think, do you think that's what, do you think business is a spiritual thing? First of all, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I really received that. I love that you said that. That means a lot to me. Um, because I, I consider myself more of a, a spiritual person than I do like a, a businesswoman, although I'm a pretty damn good businesswoman, but that's just come from like learning about myself as a person. Like leadership is business is personal development school on steroids. Like if you try and lead, lead people, it's, it's so hard. It's a constant look at yourself, but I would say that, yeah, I mean, I think that whether it's, it's spiritual, you call it that, um, every business to, I think to, in order to truly be successful, and to truly resonate and connect, it needs a mission. It needs a vision. It needs a why, you know, and that typically comes from someone's or a group of people's, you know, hearts and souls, right? Like there's no better business that I can name that is for profit, but is also to help people or help the world or help an industry or help the planet or help society or help a, gr a group of demographic. Like, I think that's really how a business should be sort of foundationally st started and structured. Uh, I was just on a podcast the other day and like somebody asked me, did you have this plan to like grow your business this big and do all these things? And, and my answer was no, I didn't. But what I did have at the beginning was a huge fire in my belly to help people become who they are. That like the vision and the mission was crystal clear to simply be yourself so that you can free others to simply be themselves. Like that's our mission. And it's, it's never, it's never changed. And I believe it's the bedrock and cornerstone to our success at the end of the day. So I think if you're lucky, yeah, you can build a business that is, or, or build a career that has a real purpose, you know, which is a spiritual experience in my opinion. And we've circled back to service. Isn't that interesting how we just, Close that circle of service because you all not close, but we, we we're continuing to go into circle that. Into, yeah, circle back because it's you. You were mentioning that you wanted to service the world and and de debunk. I'm not going to quote it um, fully because I don't remember the exact quote, but debunk all the myths about personal branding, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people think to your point, like it's external, it's the image, it's all about ego, it's all about look and feel. And all those things aren't necessarily bad. Like we have to have an ego. We have to have visibility. You know, we have to be able to put ourselves out there and promote our stories. That's actually today in 2022, like good business, smart strategy, like a, like an edge to get seen and to win. There's nothing wrong with that. We all should want to win and deserve to win. But the the perception is, is it's only that. Like personal branding is is superficial and two dimensional. And, and that's really what my work at simply be is here to debunk to use your word, which was, I think my word in my book, it's like, I, I just want to really rewrite the perception that it's an act of, of vanity. It's an act of service. If you do it right, because no one in the world is you, there's nobody on this planet at 8 billion people that was born with your crystalline snowflake DNA. There's no one, there's only one you, you were put on this planet for a reason it's a responsibility you've got to like share who you truly are with the world so that you can influence your corner of it. It's a waste if you don't. 
and and why are why are we shaming others other people or ourselves for putting ourselves out there in order to more effectively do that <laughs> whether that's through a website a podcast a speaking tour a book a social media channel this is where our personal brand comes to life it's not where it lives and dies but it's it's a conduit and kudos to people who get that and are pouring into their communities with clarity consistency constancy and authenticity and that's really how you grow your business today and that's what we teach people how to do and does personal branding apply to people who are only in the public eye or does it apply to anybody like if someone is listening to this right now and i don't know jim from an accounting department at an organization he doesn't have any social media channels that are public let's say does it apply to jim as well a hundred percent applies to you jim i i wrote a whole chapter of my book about this i we teach a ton of workshops for whatever's worth inside of corporate america like we get hired all the time for comp at companies to go in and teach workshops and do trainings to help internal employees know who they are at work knowing your brand means knowing your value means knowing your worth and no matter if you have an, a large following on social media or you never ever open a social media account in your life you have a personal brand because you will interface with people you interact every single day with clients prospects teammates the market the meet comp competitors superiors stakeholders at your company internally and externally and you're leaving behind a story an impression based on the way you speak the way you look the way you dress the way you articulate the way you introduce yourself the way you stand the way you sit the way you make eye contact like all of this is brand it's all messaging it's at times subliminal messaging, but it's all telling a story about you and leaving behind a memory and an impression. And when we understand that, and then we really get real with how we want to be seen, and then my work helps you really architect that in a very simple way, it's, it becomes empowering, like we to own who we are and to take control of the narrative and the perception. And that is applicable to Jim at the accounting company who probably wants a promotion in the next year or you know, needs a quota to hit to get new clients or will only be at that accounting firm for the next year because he doesn't like it and he's going to want a new job in time. So he's going to have to present himself clearly to the next job opportunities and interviews, right? So like, absolutely, like a personal brand belongs to everybody, not just the people who are public. And I'm, I base actually my whole methodology and trainings inside of companies on that one notion alone. Jim, I hope you took notes if you're listening to this. <laughs> and if you didn't, just rewind the recording and take yeah, them. Find me on Instagram. We can chat, Jim. <laughs> I heard once that uh, personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, like what the impression that you leave. Yes. And I thought that's a really great way to put it, you know, like what, what yeah. impression you leave people with. Because people always remember how you made them feel. And, Absolutely. Yeah. In my Angelou quote. Perfect. Yeah. It's, and it makes perfect sense. You know, that, that image that you, it, it's kind of like a fine line though. Hey, like exactly what you were talking about. There's nothing wrong with tapping into that a little bit of an ego based um, approach, creating an image, faking it till you make it, but also doing it from an authentic, an, an, your authentic self. Right. So it's, it's a very interesting balance that it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, well, I, I, you know, I say often that your, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room 
and that's usually like for me it would like evoke you know trauma from middle school and high school when people would talk about me behind my back or whatever but you're like you have no control over how people really think of you or talk about you but to some degree you do mm-hmm. like we all have a and the ability to empower ourselves i call personal branding work at its core when you do it the simply be way personal empowerment because you're taking control of how you're being perceived by articulating it, crafting it, shaping it, living it consistently. And after so long, that's what people know you as because you're saying it yourself over and over and over and over again. And that becomes engraved in people's minds of how they perceive you. It's really empowering when we think about it. And it's really rewarding when we are ourselves along the way and are doing it, you know, with authenticity. But, you know, that, that Maya Angelou quote that I brought up, it's like, people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did they will never forget how you made them feel. And I wanted to circle back to things you shared with me at the beginning, Christina, and I want to thank you for the beautiful reflections. Like if I were to ask you, like, what did I post last week on Instagram? You'll be like, I don't know. I don't really follow you that closely, but you, you feel, you feel me, right? You felt me enough to want me on your podcast. And that's a big deal. That doesn't mean I said something so perfect. It's the energy, you know, to use your words. And all of us have that ability. And so, you know, that's, that's why I really think that everybody stands to benefit from a personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. So aside from being a successful businesswoman and a branding expert, personal branding expert, you're also an author. Yeah. I want to tap into that a little bit because there's something really exciting coming up that... Yes. Our audience is lucky enough to find out while they're listening to this recording. And I, I want to talk about that. So I wrote a book and it published in January or uh, February of 2021. And it hit number one in women in business um, across Amazon. It was really a big, big moment. And it's uh, called B, B-E, period, just the word B. And the subline is a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. And it did really well. And um, my publisher is like, let's roll out a paperback. So my paperback launches this month and we've decided to launch a, along with the paperback, a brand new companion workbook to the book, which is a hundred new pages of fresh content, which is so exciting. And my book is part book, part workbook. There's like frameworks and worksheets and journaling prompts and exercises all throughout the book. And my readers like filled out their books and they were like, I have no more room. I need fresh worksheets. So I provided that in this new workbook, but so much more. So that's all launching um, in January. And then we are inviting everyone and anyone into a three-day challenge called Expand Your Brand on February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And you have to buy a book, a paperback or workbook. It's like less than 20 bucks to come. And it's a three-day challenge where I get to pour into this community live. Like it's a live lesson three days in a row, which I rarely do. I'm really taking you through how to build your brand story, how to craft your brand feeling, how to use social media to really increase sales and awareness to drive your business all through the power of a personal brand platform that is unlike any other formula in the market. So I I'm, I'm personally teaching it, which is super exciting. So that's all coming up. And, um, you know, thanks for bringing, bringing that up. My, my book is, uh, something that really came from my heart and soul and I, it's really helping people. And so if you're so inclined to go, go pick it up and come join me on the first, second or third. 
Yay. And for your listeners, I will include all of the links and necessary information for you to easily find, you know, the link to the book when it launches and the link to the workshop or, uh, or challenge. And yeah, I think, I think it's just, there's no better way to approach personal branding. So it's definitely, it, I haven't found it yet, at least. I think this is the best one I've found. So I, I think it would be really beneficial for anybody, including Jim from accounting. <laughs> yes, especially Jim from accounting. <laughs> it's true because I think very often people think like, oh, well, I don't do anything in the public eye, so why would I care about this stuff? It's like, well, you should care about this stuff. It applies to everyone, yeah. no matter what you do, right? I, yeah. I, I mean, it's it belongs to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to touch just very brief, briefly, it's in the name, but increasing your net worth through your self-worth. Mm-hmm. I know that this is a conversation that could last, you know, an hour and we wouldn't have time to dive into the book fully, but just as something as a takeaway for somebody, how, how does that work? How does your money mindset change as you change your self-worth image? So in the book, I say self-worth is the cause net worth is the effect and that there's this there's a whole bunch of unconscious beliefs around people who have money. It's either that they came from it. Uh, they have certain, you know, college degrees and have worked up a corporate ladder. Um, they're people who work really, 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 really hard. Um, or they're people who just know how to be in the flow and manifest. There's all these like beliefs around people who are able to like accumulate wealth and have a lot of it. And I say in the book that I don't, I don't really believe any of that's true. I think the fundamental common denominator amongst all people who have wealth are people who feel that they're worthy of it, that they, that they deserve it, that they are um, in, a, in a human body that has a divine right to prosperity. Like, and they, they embody that in everything they do. And so if you work really hard, if you've got a lot of money from your family, if you, you know, hustle in the corporate world, or you're just like one of those people who lives in Bali and works three nights, three, three hours a week and makes millions of dollars a year, all those people believe have one thing in common that they believe that they're worth it. And so that's really, um, the, the underlying theme of the whole book, right? Is, and, and how do we share our worth? How do we use our worthiness as a vehicle to track more? And to help and serve more because it really is this synchronistic, you know, holistic two-way street <laughs> at the end of the day. Money wants you to do something really good with it. That's how you really like allow it to come through. So um, that's really where the title came from. And it's not a finance book. It's a personal empowerment book. Love it. I love that. We are unfortunately at our time. <laughs> Otherwise, I would just love to keep going and going. As I mentioned earlier, I will include all of the links on how people can find your book and yourself. Uh, but just very quickly, if someone was like, you know what, I, I have to go follow her right now, how could they find you? The best place will be to find me on Instagram. I spend a lot of time there at jessicazweig.com. Or no, at jessicazweig. You can go to my personal website, jessicazweig.com. You can go to simplybeagency.com. That's my company website where you'll learn how to work with us. Um, those are the best places. I also spend quite a bit of time on, on LinkedIn too. So um, come find me. 
Check out the notes of this episode for information on how to get Jessica's book, as well as sign up for Jessica's Expand Your Brand 3-Day Challenge. Thank you so much for listening to Catamania. If you liked this episode, please give this podcast five stars on whichever platform you're listening to this on and subscribe to Catamania YouTube channel. Also, come say hi to me on Instagram. Handle being Christina Cataman, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-A-T-A-M-A-N. Stay blessed, my friends. Bye.